Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, August 16th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are so excited to get this show started. We've been waiting since last Sunday night, and um, we have so much uh, great things to talk about. I just want to remind you guys that if you have a question or a comment, give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, it's 914-803-4399. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise so that she can greet you guys as well. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to Beauty Talk. We thank you all for um, joining us tonight, whether you're listening online or whether you're on the phone lines listening. We thank you, and for those of you who will be joining us um, on the playback tomorrow or whenever, we thank you guys for joining us as well. I just wanted to remind everybody that we will be on Twitter. Um, Beauty underscore talk um, is our our Twitter channel. whatever you call it, but we'll be on Twitter and do the underscore talk (laughs) handle. (laughs) Thank you. But we're using the hashtag uh, the Black Creative Experience, the Black Creative Experience. You can follow us through the underscore talk. All right. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe all of you have been on the show before, Margina and and Morel more than once. Um, We want to get you guys to introduce yourself to our listening audience and uh, just tell everybody what you do in the beauty industry. And then also one of the things that we want to know from each of you um, is in your opinion, what do you think the state of your industry is as it relates to race, equality, and inclusivity? Let's start with you, Sad. Okay. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Saj. I'm a professional makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for, gosh, um, about 15 years, um, both in beauty editorial and for the past five years or so, um, film and television. Um, I also have quite a few years within the industry, um, behind the scenes of it, um, also modeling for a few years. So I've kind of been, I've kind of been all over the beauty and entertainment industry. And most recently, um, I, 
I guess you can say I've become a skinfluencer <laughs> with um, a blog that I started um, a few years ago, which has, um, you know, also picked up um, in terms of work. So, yeah, so that's um, my background. And to answer that super loaded question off the bat, um, I guess it's just, you know, it's just a hot mess right now. Um, both, both from what I've been seeing on the brand side of things and from the consumer um, side of things, it, it has been, it has been interesting to see and I think this is because of of the pandemic that we're in because everyone has just been at home. Um, so it's been interesting to see that a lot more people have become aware as to issues that, I mean, we have known for our entire life. Um, and it, it's been an interesting seat to have to see light finally come to certain certain topics, certain issues, um, which has been great because, you know, after a while we start to sort of feel like we're going crazy or we're just making stuff. But, um, you know, these, these racial issues that we face are very real. So it's been great to see an awakening, so to speak, especially on social media. Um, but in general, again, it really has been, it really has been, um, which I know that we're going to get more into tonight. Morel or Margina? Oh, okay. I was, you know, I was waiting for that <laughs> two-second situation. <laughs> okay. uh, my name is Morel Hollis. Um, I am a makeup artist and skincare expert and also co-founder of Labanya Skincare and Beauty. Um, Saj, I have to send you something for your blog yes. and for your skin. Um, I've, uh, yeah, I've been in the industry for 20-plus years, and, um, yeah, I love it. There's nothing else I would do. There's nothing else I can think of doing. And in this pandemic, it has been wrecking my brain. What else can I do since we can't really touch or people don't want really to be touched by other people? So, it's, you know, it's, it's a little hard for us in the beauty industry right now if you're not on the back end of it. Um, the state of the beauty industry. I feel that the state of the beauty industry, um, there's definitely a highlight on Black Lives Matter and people of color mattering. Um, I don't think that much has changed besides the black box and a few people feeling like they're woke because they put a few little Black Lives Matter and reposts and things of that nature going on. Um, I know the companies right now are definitely um, tailoring there and trying to pivot right now because it's trendy for Black Lives to Matter. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that they have neglected us for a very long time because we still buy the product and we still use the product, even though we're not being represented or seen in marketing or advertisement. So they, um, they, they see us making a ruckus, but it's kind of like, 
they still going to buy, so it don't matter because we do. Um, so that's a conversation definitely for us blacks. Um, to have with each other on where we support and where we put our money to actually make a change. Um, I do feel that um, some people, some non-white people are definitely waking up and they are definitely feeling some sort of sympathy for what they have been seeing and experiencing, well, not experience, but seeing us experience, um, and they're no longer staying silent, um, which is um, uh, nice to see. Um, I just hope that it lasts longer than um, you know, I don't want to get out of this pandemic and we go right back to the same crap, which seems like it's already kind of tailored that way because, you know, the voices have gotten back silent um, and we're back to our scheduled programming. So hopefully this will this movement will change some of the things in the beauty industry. Sorry, I'm a little long-winded. That's quite all right. Um, <laughs> I don't think you were long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Regina Dennis. I'm a multimedia makeup artist. Um, my main hustle these days has been advertising uh, makeup and also consulting. And my side hustle is being a union here. I'm a makeup artist. So when advertising slow, I uh, day play on union shows. And in regards to the BLM movement, um, I kind of called it, I said after about three weeks, people would get bored with it and they would just kind of go back. And Morel, like you said, I feel like it's a trend. Um, And I've, often said that about a lot of things that are happening, you know, whether it was little dogs or adopting babies from other countries, you know, all of a sudden we're trending, you know, and, and a lot of people have treated it um, in that manner. And some of the same companies that have posted the black box or made a statement about I stand with you, I know for a fact on the inside only hire um, us artists when there's black talent because I know people that have experienced it. So it, you know, it's all about, you know, how they want the public to perceive them versus what the reality is. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Now you all mentioned, you all mentioned brands. Besides deciding not to, you know, spend our dollars with certain brands, how else can we get their attention so that we can try to make change in some way? Any of you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, uh, Are you, you starting to say something? Um, yeah, well, I mean, for, for me on my end, you know, it's, it's kind of what both um, Morel and Margina touched on with the performative stuff that has been happening on social and, you know, a suddenly being a, a trending topic. Um, but I, I will say with the little um, community that I've built and with others on social who have a very strong voice and strong platform on social, we have definitely been um, 
taking these brands to task. Uh, we have the unique position because, and I say unique because all of my years as a makeup artist and stuff like that, I've actually never had um, that direct link towards brands and brand owners and stuff like that. So, um, so what's been happening for us, you know, we have definitely been, been calling these brands to pass because us quietly no longer purchasing is not going to help, right? As, as you mentioned, you know, personally, I can also say that I did, um, there was a brand that I supported um, and publicly that um, I found that was supporting very, you know, very racist comments and stuff that was on their page. And the crazy thing about it is in the midst of all of that was the brand social media person saying all of the right performative things in the comments and hidden within replies of other comments and finding the brand owner, you know, doing absolute nonsense. And, um, you know, it's something that I had to speak out publicly about because um, like I said, it was a brand that I publicly supported, and I very well could have just seen it, been silent about it, no longer give my coin. But um, I felt that it was important to be vocal and let them know that, um, you know, especially black consumers, that we see them and we're not going to accept it. And even if it doesn't shut you down, you know, I want to make sure that you at least lose a couple nights sleep and some income off of it because there's no way that we can just go back to to accepting and and thinking that, you know, that it's okay to to just especially be blatantly, you know, racist. Um in life or on social media. Yeah, I I definitely, um, this is Merle, I definitely agree with you um, on that. Like, just stopping buying because people are going to buy. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, you know, people say they won't buy, and then they do. So um, I, what I feel and what I'm doing um, now is restructuring my kit so that I have brands mm-hmm. that are um, black-owned. So even if we don't um, stop their dollar, at least we can put some of our brothers and sisters in the room so that there's right. some competition there, so right. that they know that there is, some, there is strength in black creation and black numbers and, and those things, you know, just promoting, you know, um, black brands. And, yeah, just putting them um, so that they can – have something to compare, you know, to mm-hmm. and up their game, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point, Laurel. I um different approach to that. I mean, I understand how hard it is for us as people of color to get even seen and into the room, but I also I want us to be seen in the room as who we are as artists and not as black artists. Right. That's what I've been striving right. for for over 20 years is because I think it ends up putting us into that, that 
that separate, but, and I'm saying this in quotations, equal when not equal, because we end up getting put in this corner where we're only being considered for projects when it's people of color mm-hmm. or when, you know, or, you know, directed at, at people of color instead of being considered for everything like our counterparts are that aren't people of color. So right. that's why I strive to be seen as an artist and I want to be considered for everything. I don't want to just get that call because, and I happen to be black. Because mm-hmm. I right. find that to be very organizing. Absolutely. Um, to piggyback on what you're saying, Margina, I feel like every every panel that I've been on, every conversation that I've had about that, about this topic, that's the one main thing that I always mention. You know, it's like getting jobs because we are black, not because we are artists first who can do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just happen to be black, but because mm-hmm. we are black, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and one of the things that she said, and I mean, and I agree, I, people will do this if they're getting hired because they are the black person. Like say, for, let's just use like on a film and television set or a movie, and mm-hmm. um, the cast could possibly be all white, but they get hired because there's one black person, one black actor. Um, most of the mm-hmm. time, those artists they're not going to turn down the job. They're going to take the job because they want money. Um, And I I told her I agree with that. But the problem that I have is that as black artists, we are always in a position where we have to prove. So, for instance, it could be a a big blockbuster film with with predominantly all black actors. And mm-hmm. you'll see white department heads get the job. And I'm not saying that they can't get the job or they, that they shouldn't have the job. But what I'm saying is, is a lot of times when black department heads go in for the job, they may not get it because either the other person who's a department head who gets the job may, may know the UPM or, and you know, the UPM, you know, they spoke with the UPM, got the job first, so you could even go in whatever the situation is, but it's like if it, were, if it were the other way around, we would have to prove that we could do the job, that we could do all these white actors. And most black makeup artists aren't even getting the opportunity to, like, go in for the interview. That's, that's the problem that mm-hmm. I have with it all. Mm-hmm. Because that's the what I mean about before, You know, by the time we even find out about it, the decision's already made. Exactly, right. because we're not in we're not in that inner we're not in that right. inner um, circle of being in the now, as I call mm-hmm. it, the secret squirrel society. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, let me ask you: Have you all have any of you um, experienced racism in in the part of the industry that you're in? Because I know you guys, all of you, just mentioned um, in your intros that you do a lot of different things, but have you, any of you experienced racism when it comes to the work that you do? Yes. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Can you guys share? Who wants to go first? I guess I'm well, going to go ahead and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fighting over the mic. <laughs> Uh, so, 
I've um, worked in TV and film for a, a while now, and um, I've definitely been, um, I guess, kind of, uh, how do I say this? Because it's, it is racism, but it's also just ignorance, where mm. a producer, a producer has, you know, um, there's a couple of models. Um, two two Caucasian girls, one black girl, and I do the black girl, and they love it. It's a grand slam, and then they're like, "Well, um, they are gorgeous, but are you gonna be able to do the um, white girls also, or should we call someone else in?" And that kind of really irked me because this person, this producer has known me and hired me for the job because we've worked together on certain things and um but we're not friends. We're, you know, colleagues from different shows. But just the blatant mm-hmm. difference to think that um and mind you she's we've known each other since I'm I've been in New York for seventeen years, so she has definitely known me to do other things I, I'm thinking, or maybe she doesn't pay attention, but just that alone, that happens, that happens quite a bit. Um, the other thing I will not say because it's a specific situation and you would definitely know mm-hmm. what it is and who it is. Um, uh. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I've definitely experienced it and you know, it's, I think that there, um, people are just so numb to um, not being called out and just they don't get called out so they can just say whatever they want to and they have the upper hand in the hiring so they just pretty much mm-hmm. say what they're going to say. Um, I, uh, my answer to her was, um, do you produce black guests? And she said, yes, of course. I said, well, it's the exact same thing. My skill is universal and global, just like your skills. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because as as Janice said earlier, if the tables were turned, those questions wouldn't be asked. It would just be assumed that they could do everybody. They would not, you know. And And, and I was going to say, but see, what happens also is that um, what I've noticed with that is that they don't, if they can't do it, they don't get called out for it, and they also don't learn how to because guess what? They don't have Right. They That's don't right. have to. That's right. They don't have to. And that's because we're still seen as this other, this other, this other entity that's just a temporary inconvenience. You know, like, oh, there mm. just happens to be one black girl on set and I only have I only carry some super luxury brands so the darkest shade that I have is beige too you know right. um, and it's not so it's not a big deal because we know that it's just a fluke for this one black girl to be on this one set this one day of the year mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it's, it's, no, it's as you guys as you guys touched on before that we always have to be um we always have to be overqualified, we always have to be overprepared mm-hmm. for this for this same job, for this same skill set. Um mm-hmm. than 
than a, a white artist or, you know, a white person in the industry. And it's incredibly frustrating because, it's, as you guys said, if the shoe was on the other foot, there would be no question with the um, the white artist who cannot do a black um, a black person's skin, which we have seen countless times. Um, even myself as a model, I've experienced that. And and look at look at my look at my complexion, you know. So even mm-hmm. even with this tone, I've still experienced not being matched properly with um with a white makeup artist and it was perfectly fine it was perfectly fine and none of the producers no one had an issue with it um and i know as a makeup artist now that would never fly we would we would probably not be hired again it would it would be seen as incompetent you know and it would be spread. Oh, you know, this this person doesn't really know their job. They don't know what they're doing, um, and you know, it it needs to stop. I don't know that I can say my exact personal experiences because I also feel like it could be very easily, <laughs> very easily traced. But you know, again, the same thing. I feel like any black makeup artist can say the same thing that we're questioned whether we can do um, this being a white person's makeup. The the other version of that is, you know, when I get to set, it's like, so remember we want everything just really, like, natural, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, that's crazy, you know, who you guys get. And I'm just like, who guys? What get how? What, like only you know, black, my, black my artists. My favorite thing to do is I don't play – fill in the blanks, um, you know, I'm not going to play fill in the blanks with, with covert racism, you know, so if you want to say something, you're going to have to say the full sentence to me, you know, so mm-hmm. isn't that why that I'm going to be doing, you know, like, quote, unquote, ghetto, ghetto makeup, which I've heard right. on set and that, you're going to, you're going to have to say it. I'm just going to be so confused. I don't even know what you mean until you say it, you know. But I've also had those little micro, you know, aggressions, which is the the, the sister of the, can you do this? Can you do this person? Can you do that person? So, in the well, world, um, um, I don't know how to really ask this question, but I guess I'll ask it like this. What are you afraid of? Like, what are you afraid of people finding out if you tell your stories, um, if you share your stories? I mean, when you said that we would probably figure out who it was or whatever, I mean, is there any way you can share that story without um, giving it away of who was involved or whatever? Oh, well, yeah, I'll share it. Um, It's no problem. So I was actually content. I actually had an opportunity to do um, Fashion Week, which is not my genre. That's not something that I have um, done. I oh, love yeah. the excitement of it. I think it's amazing. I think it's just phenomenal. Um, and I was asked to do it, and I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity. You know, um, it's going to be great. Um, to be to Paris. 
um, everything was great. I got on set or got backstage and little to my knowledge that I know that knew, I mean, little to my knowledge um, that I know that I was going to be cornered um, and pushed to the side to only do the black girls and only do their foundation. Mm. And it really, uh, and, and not only that, to be, as I'm doing the foundation, to be stared at by the other non-white artists as if they, I was teaching a class. And it was basically <laughs> the, I, I felt like, hold on, I've been doing this for how long now? Um, wait a minute. <laughs> and to be put in a corner and <laughs> to you know, don't, don't do anything else. Just do the foundation. But you have all mm-hmm. these other artists from around the world that you're not holding accountable to learn black right. in, and they don't even have it in their kit. And it's okay. It's really, it, it absolutely boiled my blood. It just made me so, just so angry. And it just, it, put a weird taste in my mouth with the fashion industry because it's, you know, I can't really speak on the fashion industry at all because I'm not that versed in it. And I haven't done that many jobs or from what I've heard from a couple of my colleagues that are in there, the blacks are treated wet the worst. There's a whole thing with hair, the hair people. There's only a few hair girls that are going to get up to move up. The rest is going to be braiding and pressing out black girls' hair and that is it. And they're going to be working like a dog and don't talk too much and don't do the, like, it's 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 crazy. No, they're, or they're going to be assisting wow. because they're going to be, quote unquote, assistant on jobs because the person can't do um, yeah. that type of hair. So they're going to be the quote-unquote assistant, but they're actually going to be doing the job for an assistant race. And the same right. thing happens with makeup. They're brought in as the assistant because main talent cannot do that. And so they're brought in at the assistant rate when the main artist is getting four or five figures for that job. Right. I mean, even yeah. I it happens all the time, all the time. We've been relegated to as the help, quote unquote, and uh, it's part of why I talk so much about um, and have for years about rape and money and everything else because I see um, that not just affecting the industry but especially affecting people of color, and we have to move past just being excited to be on set and getting a job and understand that. Even in that situation, we could be being taken advantage of for those reasons because they know we'll just show up even if we're getting thrown crumbled. Right. It's really, really sad and unfortunate. So, Morel, you said you had you did all of the black girls and just their foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get the opportunity to do anything else, their eyes or anything. Well, towards the towards the end when it was so busy and it was getting late and we only had like maybe an hour left, then I, you know, then I got the okay to do what 
I guess. So, you know, an emergency. And I did it because it was an emergency. That's when I got gotcha. Gotcha. So you said you were pushed in the corner. Like, describe that. Like, so how, what was the, how well, was the room not, set up? I, like, I, that's, that's me exaggerating, um, you know. Okay, just, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was in a corner. You mean proverbial? Definitely not. It was, you know, yeah. it, it was definitely away. So, you know, it's not, not separated, but, you know, definitely, gotcha. you know, away. It was so, so that you you wouldn't be with the press when the press is backstage getting oh, the easy Absolutely. Press. No, That's none right. of that. But but I do know that it also is the nature of the game. I'm not sorry. I'm not. I wasn't expecting you know press or anything like that. I was expecting to go there to experience something amazing, which is mm-hmm. you know fashion and you know being able to be around that that situation and. And enjoying it and, and learning also because it's not my genre. It's not where I am. I don't do shows all the time. I don't do that. So press for me there, no. I'm going there as a humble artist to work, and that is it. You know what I mean? And it just it it showed me um, what I – when I have conversations with my friends that are in the fashion industry, um, it I I saw it and I got to experience what they go through and it's it's disheartening and you know it you already don't really make that much in the fashion you know during fashion and editorial so why also dampen and darken the experience you yeah. know what I mean like it's, it's too much. much not enough money I mean I had experience with the brand because I used T-shows. I brought I brought um, a show that I was doing to a major cosmetic brand and got them to sponsor me, and I ended up doing some other work for them. But um, how my uh, how I got repaid for that is that they um, continued to sponsor that show, and they basically took the show away from me. And another artist who was white ended up doing the show that I had brought to the brand and continued oh, wow. to sponsor that show for, I think, three or four seasons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you guys, what do you think our white counterparts should be doing? So a lot of them say that they are listening, they want to learn, they want to hear from us, they want to know our experiences, and then they want to know what they can do. What would you tell them? How do you think they should help? What do you think they should be doing? Stand um, up. Exactly. Stand up and do not accept, you know, that um, you can't stay resting because what what the non, um, non-black non um, counterparts do is they rest in privilege. And so, and I understand it. I get it. When you're in an air-conditioned home, you don't want to have to go outside and work and you're getting paid. I understand it and I get it. But if you love me and you love me and I'm your friend and you um, walk amongst us and we are, you, they were equal, then Show us. 
I have some non, I have some white friends that have really stepped up, and I'm really, really, really thankful to them. And I mean, they have stepped up in a way that I could never imagine because I think this last round is, of BLM really opened their eyes in a way that was completely different to them, and they're having a lot of hard conversations. And some of them are having hard conversations with their own family members. And Mm -hmm. what they're finding out about their family, baby, (laughs) oh, they are like, wow. So they are getting an even deeper understanding of how deep this stuff goes and how widespread it is and the different levels of indifference and ignorance and everything else because they're getting treated in the same manner that you or I would get treated if we tried to have the same conversation. They're just basically, you know, pretending like it's not happening and ignoring them. (laughs) And they're getting this from their own family members. So... There are people stepping up, but they're also seeing how how hard and how deep the struggle is going. And um, few that I know that are really going deep are still calling through, but they're they're experiencing a level of frustration that they're understand they're getting a better understanding of why we're why we're so frustrated because mm-hmm. we haven't been able to get the, the needle you know moved properly. And, yeah, it's been very enlightening for them. And then there's others that, you know, they're just like, well, you know, I voted for Obama, so isn't that enough? And, <laughs> uh, and you know, I've, I've actually lost some relationships over this whole thing because I stopped um, letting people having passes that were not not doing anything at all that were just being complacent because, to me, that's a response. And, mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not accusing you of being a racist, but, you know, you need to step up, and you know when you see the stuff happening, instead of being silent on this. And so, yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting. I mean, I would say that's the thing that needs to change the most, in my opinion, is people need to sitting back and being quiet when they see stuff happening, instead of whispering to us and saying, "I saw this and I wasn't cool with it." Well, that's cool. You weren't cool with it, but did you say that outwardly when it was happening? Because that's when it's going to matter. Because, you know, when we say it, we get accused of being, like, angry. Agree. But if it's right. perceived a whole different way if a non-person of color speaks up and says, hey, that's not cool, and explains why. Right. Absolutely. Well, let me flip the question a little bit. What do you think... Because, you know, as, as black people for years, we've, we've talked about it behind closed doors. We talk about it amongst ourselves. And it's just more so, you know, we're complaining about it, but we're not doing anything about it out of, one, out of fear of possibly losing our jobs. Or for those of us who are vocal and have no fear, go to somebody and tell them about it, and they're, they're nothing's done about it. So what do you think at this point we should be doing? Because we're all talking right now. We're all talking about it. You know, even with this show, my whole thing was to, you know, to talk about it, to 
to have people from all over the entertainment industry, not just hairstylists and makeup artists, to come on and mm-hmm. talk about it so that we can shine some light on it and to let people know that it's happening all over the entertainment world. Um, so, you know, what do you guys think we should be doing? Um, I know we're talking, but is there any actions that we could be taking um, besides talking and getting the word out and getting the message out? Anything that you guys think that we could be doing? I think we should still just be moving forward and presenting ourselves to brands and everything else. I mean, you know, use the opportunity. So, it, I mean, and do it in non, you know, with people not focusing on BLM. Um, basically, have to force their hand. It's like, okay, so why am I not being, you know, considered for this opportunity? My, you know, the level of my work looks exactly the same as this person over here that's not a person of color. So why are you not hiring me? And force them in. Mm-hmm. I, de- I, 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 think, I think that's what we have to do. Yeah, I definitely, I, I believe you with that. But I also think that there's something a little deeper in that. And um, I, I, most people want to admit it, but I will definitely admit it. Um, we said that we're going to be open and honest here. Um, when I first started in my career, you know, there was the whole thing of don't have too many black girls in your book. Oh, uh, that's right. Don't, don't, you know, black people don't pay. Uh, you know, just, you know, that there, there is, you know, got to be honest, there's a little truth to that. Um, mm-hmm. There was yep. some truth that some of the higher up, hey, some of the higher up, you know, African-American people will pay a white person more than what mm-hmm. they would pay their friends or their, you know, their, as they like to say, my brother, my sister, you know, look out for me, those things. You know, I think that those things need to stop happening and we need to also place value and know the value in ourselves and our people. And, you know, if you do have the budget, if you don't have a budget, we understand, but if you do have the budget and you're pinching it on me, there's a problem, my brother. You get what I'm saying? You know, that needs to change. That needs to change. We got to start looking out for each other. You know, I understand the hookup and the lookout and all this stuff like that. I am all for it. I get it. But you also have to do something else with that. You have to, if I'm going to hook you up, then hook me up too. If you can't do it with cash, do it with publicity, do it with something, do it with something that we can, if we are going to barter, barter, or we're going to do that, let's let's really look out for each other, not use each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, to cleanse, not to advantage of friends. Yeah. And, and also, <laughs> if you do happen to have a lot of black girls on your page, you just have a lot of black girls on your page, and it is what it is. It doesn't mean anything else. It is good to show diversity, you know, to show that you are able because people don't really they don't know your bio. They just look at your Instagram and they're like, "Oh, he does black people." You know what I mean? Or, "Oh, she only does or oh, she only does black hair." Um, so it is, you know, there is some um, some things that need to also be shared, but um, with diversity and you know that that. But and you know sometimes sometimes you only have black girls in your book because those are the only opportunities you've been given. 
I mean, sometimes right. you have to go out and, and possibly test with different models just to put something different in your book. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you I have problems getting black people in my books because photographers don't want to shoot them. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just keep, uh, keep real.com. Or they're bringing One. me in to do that because they are shooting black talent. And they're like, oh, let's get the black makeup artist because we have a black, you know, we want to we wanna shoot a black girl. And that's when it's like, oh, nope, uh, I, you know, I need um, something more diverse for my book at this time. So if that's the only, you know, casting you're looking to do, then. I mean, I've, I've never really seen a, um, unless that's their specific goal, I've never really seen a, a portfolio of a, a black artist that is only, um, like, only black girls. Um, I, have. I think as you have, yeah, like a begin, like a beginner artist oh, yeah. or or established. No, no. Established. established. Yeah, I mean, for me with that, I I get that, but what what I would prefer to say is that as artists, we know that there are different types of um, makeup and. And different types of skill, and it's important that your portfolio reflects all of that. Right. So, for me, I feel like, okay, if there's some who only have black girls, if I was mm-hmm. on the hat, and if I was seeing different skills throughout, you know, then fine. But we also know that the people who hire us are not... <laughs> You know the way the, the way the creativity is set up. It's not really set up, so there is the expectation for them to see what they want. Right. Um, the yeah. same way we pick where we go to do our nails or we go to do our hair. If I know that I want some stiletto nails with some, you know, if I go to a nail person's portfolio and I'm not seeing that, I'm probably not going to choose them. So, right. um, so for me, just I feel like as as artists in general, it's important to show a, a, a range and diversity of skill if you want that work. If you right. want that oh, work, oh, I, I agree with you hundred yeah, percent. But but back to that conversation, there are white artists that get hired for those jobs that don't show that diversity, and then all of a sudden. That that person of color is getting that phone call to assist them on that job. Well, no, that that was exactly that was exactly um, that was exactly my point. Because again, you know, it's as I said, we always have to be over prepared and overqualified, you know, and and over over in everything to be considered for work, you know, so um, so that's why I was trying to, to link it back to, you know, like what Morel was saying about um, not, not worrying if your portfolio is only black because while I don't agree with it, 
the situation is if we want to work or not. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I totally, it's, I am totally for that. I, I totally understand that. And yeah. um, by me saying that, that you know, me saying like, if other people get to rest, and I know we're in a different world. This is just me in a fantasy world because I know mm-hmm. where I live. But uh, we do have to diversify our book. That's why I was saying, you know, even with hiring, they need to arrange. But um, there are artists that I have worked with that do not have any black girls in their book, and they are getting the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and, that, and it is. It is what it is, and I know that, but I just, I would like to not have that narrative anymore about we have to be 1,000%, we have to do, we have to wake up, we have to work, we have to be the hardest, we have to be the best. You know, I want to be the best because I want to be the best. I don't want to have to be the best just because I'm black. Yeah, exactly. You get what I'm saying? No, no, I'm 1,000%. I mean, you know, the, that... I, when I um, mentioned earlier with the brand that I was having, um, that I had to have a big call out on, that was actually sort of the gist of the situation. They were being asked oh. to, um, you know, the the pull up for change movement that started um, on Instagram, where um, Sharon she has been asking brands to show what their numbers are in terms of diversity on corporate levels right. and stuff like that. So um, this brand was being, uh, you know, are you, you know, what are you going to pull up? Like, what's the situation? We kind of need to know what's going on. And, you know, there was someone in the comments saying, well, I'm sure she doesn't have any, any black people there. Why, why should she just hire black people um, instead of qualified people? And the brand owner was liking the comments. So I was mm. like, first of all, what, what makes you think that a black person is not qualified to work there? Right. I've never known a black person to apply to something that they're not qualified for. I know many white people who do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know white people who do that, apply to things for shits and giggles, and still get hired. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know that we're all artists here, but we, we didn't pop out of the room with a makeup brush. We were all in corporate somewhere. And right. that was there too. Right? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, hold on. No one is no one is asking for handouts. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. I'm pretty sure that some black person has sent in an application and Maybe they weren't hired because of their name or something, or the usual stereotypes that that you guys like to put together to not hire a person of color, especially when more than likely they have met and surpassed the requirement, right? Because, general, as you said, like we don't want to have to. I mean, wouldn't it be great if if um, we didn't have to go and go into student loan debt to be able to get an opportunity to get the job because chances are when you've done that and you go into corporate and you're there, your manager 
never went to college. Right. No, your, your, your white manager never went to college. No student loan mm-hmm. debt. But you know, you already know that you have to have that piece of paper because you're already at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's so, and where where will that stop? And that that will stop from diversifying the companies from the top down. Right. Because only hiring the people that dust the shelves and say, hey, come on in, welcome in, as, as, as black employees, that is not diversifying your company. Because no, we don't need to get from the asking hires. Right, as, as, you know, as a help, you know, or, or in the beauty industry on the retail level, you know, and things like that. Not, not like there's anything wrong with um, retail, but, I mean, it needs to start from the top. You know, right. because if you have um, a diversified board, then are you really going to launch your product with only four shades of base? Because your board that's going to be signing off and that can't even use their own product. Right. You know, so that probably wouldn't even happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it is one of the things that irritates me a lot where we try to speak on equality in terms of being hired for positions because we know that we are qualified. Not even focusing on being overqualified, which is what most of us are anyway. Um, we just want the same opportunities. No one is asking for handouts. No one wants to have to go over and beyond and not get any sleep. You know, Morel, as you said, um, and I mean, we're we're all just over it, you know. And I keep trying to think what what we can do, but really, there's not much that I think that we can do as black people because the fact of the matter is, racism is not a black problem. Right. Um, yeah. We're just trying to wake up go out and do whatever we feel our calling is, get paid adequately, and go home to our family, whether it's kids, plants, dogs, whatever it is, you know, and, and that's, that's all that we want to do. So I really don't know. Apart from choosing to not support um, as consumers, you know, like as you said, revamping your kits. Um, I, you know, with my with my blog and stuff like that, I'm having difficulty even sharing products because I'm like, who can I even speak about right now? Because I'm not gonna just be giving any and anyone airwaves anymore. Right. You know. Right. Um. So, so apart from apart from that. Um, and then if anyone comes to me, especially, you know, a white person, unless this is a very close person, um, and I mean very close person to me, um, I tell them Google is free, right? Because I can't do, I can't do the emotional labor to just explain to you what 
what everyone has been trying to explain for centuries. Um, that's also you um, sitting from a place of privilege to just listen to this mm-hmm. story and then say, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. You know, but if, 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 if a white person is asking to really be an ally, they have to go, they have to go forth and do that work on their own for themselves to truly pull that back. Um, on a grand level, um, I would ask a few times, and I said, I'm happy to come on board as a consultant. And I can promise mm-hmm. you there was after that. Because when it came time to, okay, well, no, hire me, and we can discuss what you can do better to diversify your brand, it was pretty mm-hmm. down to that. You know? Right. So, I'm, I'm, I would say, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I definitely love that, and I've been asked to consult on a couple of brands, and, you know, that I actually did one, and then I'm on hold for a couple, but it, our, what we're trying to do is I need to get in the company. I need to have some kind of <laughs> something going on because the, the amount of years and the knowledge and the color theory and things that I know to change every single thing in your company to help mm-hmm. your brand make millions, I need a piece of that pie, honey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer I'm no Hi. longer something from any non-white person. Well, I don't, I, I'm confused. Well, get unconfused quick <laughs> because that's the way that we have to learn. We, I have right. learned in this industry to tone my blackness down in order to get in the room. I've always mm-hmm. done that and working with, you know, major brands and major, you know, companies. And, and dancing the dance just so that I can have an opportunity to advance in my career. You know, mm-hmm. I am also sitting at a place of privilege now, being mm-hmm. in the industry for, you know, a while. So I've made, you know, a, a name for myself. So it, it helps me a little. For the, the younger black artists, I really don't know what to tell them. I don't. I just I, I know what stay in, stay <laughs> vigilant you know what i mean stay vigilant and stay you know there but it's, exactly. it's hard because if you speak you won't get hired yeah. but then you yeah. have to get hired because you have to eat so what do yeah. you do in these times you know what i mean you have to have really really hard for young artists because if you don't you're going to be taken advantage of it doesn't matter if a pandemic is going on or not they're going to use the pandemic to their advantage they're going to use the recession Almost to their definitely. advantage so you might as well just you know you might as well have that line in the sand. You might as well have that line in the sand so that you are not you know being chosen for that reason because they know they can take advantage of you. I know um, because then it just all that, continues. That also us speaking from I I I feel that that's also us speaking because I've had a I've had a conversation with a couple of young artists and it's very very hard to. Um, explain to them, you know, to stand up and um, be, you know, be visual in your belief and doing that thing when they do not have anything. And some don't yeah, have, have anything. That's and what when I mean. When I have anything. Yeah. Because I know what I know what the consequences are on the other side of that. Because you're still not yeah. going to have anything. 
asking if you take that opportunity because you're still yeah, going to be paycheck to paycheck. So you might right. as well stand up and fall line and you're, you're in the sand because yeah. if you don't, you're still, all you're going to get is the same city opportunity. That's mm-hmm. true. Because they know that they have you on that. It's to me, it's a way, it's a, it's a, I call it the newfound slavery is what I call it. Especially with all mm-hmm. of these, these little apps, these on-demand apps that aren't paying yeah. people shit. Is that, oh, and you uh, see the people that are going out. Per mileage it's they're paying. Color. You so, know, it's kind yeah. of funny when, <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> you know how we <laughs> say don't, don't start off as a, a, a a cheap artist undercutting and stuff right. like that because that's all you're going to be known for. And oh, yeah, that's why our you, rates are down now. Wait, that's why our rates are I, down because of oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, um, I was referring to um, like what Margina was saying, um, you know, like follow, follow your gut and try not to, well, I guess advice for the younger artists is we're, <laughs> we're over the hill <laughs> in this little chat. Um, <laughs> but don't accept, don't, don't accept, you know, don't accept abuse, don't accept any and anything. I think that a lot of At what we, we went through in the beginning, um, especially with social media and stuff like that, I, half of what we went through, I don't think that it it should be able to fly right now. I think the the generation after us have a little more power than than we did. Um, yeah. So, but be careful. That. What, that's the problem. What, that because that's kind of what. Is, oh, we know that this person is a pushover, and we can, you know, do whatever. So, you know, have her come in. You know, so. Um, definitely be careful with that. But right now there's, um, on social, there's a, a movement for um, past employees of Glossier. Um, so right now brands are sweating because, because past voices, things that they thought that they got away with, can, can come to new and very strong light. Mm-hmm. Right and and social media is not a joke right now. Um, the the whole influencer industry, you know, it's called influencer because influence. Um, mm-hmm. And these people have very real platforms, very with a very far reach, right? Um, so, you know, like I said, brands right now they're sweating and it is a scramble. Um, you know, Mara, like you said, you have some contact about consulting. They absolutely, you know, need to pay need to pay for that. They need to pay us for our um for our labor, for our time and our labor. So, um yeah, again, so for new artists definitely trust your gut. Don't don't accept a bad deal. Don't right. accept Foolishness on set. If you feel like in the moment it's not something that you handle, one thing that I learned is um, to have a work journal to note things down, date and timestamps um, on your phone or whatever, so that 
you know, anything in the future that you need to refer back to, you have a very clear and documented situation, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually a really good idea, Sad. I actually did that um, with a a company, like I used that opportunity with a company like before the pandemic, so it was earlier in the year, um, mm-hmm. that I had gotten a call from this production manager for this like large scale event. And mm-hmm. to say that the guy was patronizing was an understatement. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not working for this person because I'm not even sure if it's a black thing. I just think that he might even have an issue with a women, women thing. And mm-hmm. I did some research on this particular person and their home market, and they were known for this, but they weren't the owner of the company. So I literally went back to the owner of the company and, mm-hmm. and, called, and called them out on this behavior. And, like, um, I see from looking at this that you guys are college buddies, but I just want to let mm-hmm. you know your college buddies are probably going to run your business into the ground. Mm-hmm. Because of you know, mm-hmm. his, his business practices, and if you're on board with this, you just continue allowing him to um, portray your company this way. Mm-hmm. If not, I should definitely right. do something about it. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. And I got an apology email from that employee because I'm like, I'm not going to stand for this behavior. But I, I just think we need to hold people accountable, like you know, Sad was saying with, like, Glossier, with social media and stuff, I think we need to figure out a way to do it in a way that it could be received instead of people, you know, trying to paint the picture they're just being angry or being aggressive or whatever because people of color are always painted that way when we speak up. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Instead of being, you know, like, confident. <laughs> it's never a positive adjective. It's always a negative. Or, like, or just seen as saying, actually, no, I – just want to be treated the way Karen over there is being treated. Thanks. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of <laughs> people thinking, oh, well, you're trying to step out of your place, you need to know your place. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it looks like we have a caller here. Hold on one second. Ooh, a caller. Hello. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Hey. Yeah, so we Hey. Okay, um, how's everybody? I've been listening, and um, you guys have shared so much stuff. I took, like, just jotted down a couple of things just because I am a newer artist, and um, I worked What's your name? Set, Megan. And, Megan, okay. Um, yeah, hey. Um, so I do want to get your, you know, maybe your advice or because I have had a situation um, because I was trained to work on every skin type. Like, it is absolutely, you, how can I put it? I'm not going to say you're not, you know, you can't say that you're a makeup artist. I'm not going to say that. But I was trained that you're supposed to be able to do anybody's skin complexion. Um, right. Sure. And so I... I've had a couple of different experiences where I've been on um, some sets where, you know, I've had talent sit in my chair and, you know, kind of question my ability to do their makeup. And 
you know, it's a bit uncomfortable because I feel like, and I'm even nervous saying this, but um, it's a bit uncomfortable because it, it kind of puts you on the spot, and then it's just, you know, I find it kind of offensive. Um, but, like, what are some suggestions as far as dealing with that situation, um, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, here's my, you know, here's my kid. I have all shades, um, you know, just, I mean, at this point, it's like we're here. So, you know, we got to get this done. And then they end up loving it or they, you know, liking it. And then it's like, oh, okay, then it's all good. But in that moment, it frustrates me because it's like, would you have done this to someone else? Or, you know, are you just looking at me a certain way? Is it because I'm black? Or, you know, you know that I'm newer? Or, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. So um, do you have any I suggestions? Would turn it back I would turn the question back on to them. I would ask them um, what their concern is and why they're asking these questions. I wouldn't do it mm-hmm. in an aggressive way, but I would just try to understand where they're coming from so that you're not mm-hmm. left making assumptions. And yeah. was there something in my work on my website that you did not see that that um, that made you, you know, question my abilities? Or, you know, is there something else you need to see from me so that you feel comfortable? Isn't that way you're turning it back on them? Because if if you've been hired to do X job and you've got 20 examples of that, but you're still getting this, you're putting the responsibility on them to explain themselves why why they're having this conversation with you. Instead of, I love instead that. of going on the offense and having to defend yourself. So you're turning it back around. Okay. And that's where I come from all the time because it's like, because, um, like Fred said earlier, I'm gonna make you say it. I'm gonna make, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you in that corner and make you say, "Well, I'm having issues with this because you're black." Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you say it. <laughs> and I'm then you're like, <laughs> "I'm not putting it at all." And I want to eliminate every, you know, every other possibility because I don't go to that assumption. It's the last thing that I want to think about people. But it's like, right. but yeah, you made me uncomfortable. I'm gonna make you uncomfortable right back. So okay, let's do this. So. So you it's like okay. So was there something you didn't see? Is there something you, right. you want to see? <laughs> I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm I'm gonna piggy. I'm gonna piggyback off that because that that definitely does happen. And you know, it's it's all about um, you know developing and enhancing your confidence because that that's another thing. Because also being a new artist, you know they do like to try to intimidate you a little bit, but hey, mm-hmm. how do they know you're a new artist? They don't know you're a new artist all the time. Nope. Sometimes they're just they're just shooting it. Um, I'm not gonna cuss, but you know, they're shooting the mm-hmm. shot. You know, they're shooting it and they, they have nothing else to do and they're also nervous because they're getting ready to do something. So, you know, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. of all, foremost, you we are in the service industry and this is what we do. But also please know that you are a professional. This is something that you study for, that you work tireless studying and, you know, looking over notes, watching, taking classes, things of that nature. She is not or he or she is not the makeup artist. Always remember mm-hmm. that. You hold the power. It is you 
that is going to set her and give her the confidence to do her job, him or her, their job. Because without mm-hmm. you, she may not even get called back. So always remember that you are helping her move to her next level. Always have mm-hmm. that in your head whenever someone sits in your chair. You're changing their life. They're not changing yours. Always remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I appreciate that. And then there was something, um, Morel, that you said early on in the conversation. Um, and, you know, I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that I get. Let me just say that. And um, But you said bringing others into the room. And and I think someone else has said, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure, you know, what we can do, but I feel like this whole pandemic has been a whole reset. And I know that it's changing a lot of stuff. And, you know, even me being a newer artist, you know, I've had my moments, I'm like, oh, you know, as soon as things are just starting to get good, like, boom, stuck in the house, you know can't really do a whole lot um, or just kind of limited on stuff. But, um, you know, I I would love to see us as um, black and minority artists um, or or, or artists of color, I should say, um, and more so black, really stick together because, um, you know, just to bring each other you know, up and bring each other into the room and that is not a competition, you know, like we're here for each other. Like I think about, I forget her name. I think her last name is Anderson. Um, And she was like the first black woman of like local 706. I can't think of her first name, but I, I think her last name is Anderson. And I just think about, like, her, like, you know, doing my research on her and just doing my research period just in the film industry. I was like, wow, she was, like, the first black woman and the woman to get into that industry. And now we have this opportunity. But I would love to see us come together more and support each other more um, with bringing each other in. And because sometimes I don't see that. Um I just kind of wanted to say that too, you know. Not trying to offend anybody, but yeah. But that was it. That was just my comment. Thank you so Thank much. We appreciate calling you calling in. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. You guys. Do you guys have any before we before we go off the air? Because I know we've um, been on for a while. Um, before we go off, do you guys have any like final thoughts or things that um, we didn't touch on that you 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 want to touch on? Because um, you know we can go as long as we want. But um, is there anything that you guys want to touch on that you haven't touched on? Um, things that that concern you um, about this whole situation that you haven't spoken about? Um, I definitely do. Um, I, I sometimes struggle with within our community, how to balance this whole situation with us being relegated to being the person called in when there's a person of color and then also to 
with other people thinking that non-people of color can't do people of color. To me, it goes back to an artistry thing, and I think mm-hmm. we need to really work hard and focus on that and being seen as an inclusive artist, and you just need to know how to do your job, period, instead of, because right. I think it right. it can to the separatism. So, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you if you can't do dark skin, you really can't do white um, light skin and vice versa, because that comes right. back to color theory. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we need to speak about it that way instead of this assumption that white artists are having problems with darker skin because they haven't really worked on it instead of they're really having a problem with color theory and vice versa. Because I know when I was right. when I was a basic artist, I messed up. See, people make that assumption because you're a person of color, you must not have do people of color. And that's not necessarily right. the case. It's it's about ability. And I, I think we need to we need to really shift that dynamic. It's like you need to understand how to do everything because I think if we can if we can somehow do that, then we will somehow also stop being re- relegated to just getting these calls. Oh, you know, black talents, we have to call a black artist. And so that maybe we can be included in. It's like, oh, this person's talented, so let's call this person. Right. Right. I mean, I think also to touch on that, um, what I've been hearing through the grapevine and stuff like that, that also a lot of um, talent right now, especially black talent, are specifically saying we want um, a a black team. So I wouldn't, um, Marjina, I still agree with what you're saying because this has been something that has been happening for decades. A long but time. also yeah. to keep in mind now that the the tone of it might be shifting a little because um, I know that I mean I know for a fact I can't say everyone but I know that quite a few um, you know talent actors models and stuff like that um, of color are saying, okay, fine, I come and do this project, but I, I need um, a black person or a person of color. And if, you know, if they have it where it's just like a personal, so you, you do come and you end up only doing that person or, you know, you come as department head or whatever the situation is, um, I think we also need to keep that in mind that that change is also happening from from the back end of it um, so that we also pay attention to the tone of the way like these jobs are coming in because I would hate for you know our talent who is working in solidarity with us obviously by um, because that's also something that we ask for too Um, so I would hate for talent who's actively doing that and then, you know, on the flip side, we're like, mm, well, no, because I don't want to come in and just be the person doing only the, the but black that's person. But that's careful of being brought in it's, in that manner because like, then we can in pigeonhole. Very, I mean, Mary kind of talked about that last week. 
you know, in great detail. I mean, she was supposed to do, she was um, being hired and being considered Cindy Crawford, and the person said to her, well, I have to check with Cindy Crawford if she's okay with you because you're black. Wait, mm-hmm. it's like wait, that conversation would never happen. Repeat, repeat for me again, Marjorie. Repeat for me. Marietta was being considered to be hired to work on a project with Cindy Crawford. This was years ago, and the person uh-huh. had audacity to say to her, "Well, I have to check with Cindy and make sure she's okay with you," because dot dot dot. She's black because Marietta is a black artist, and you know, let's say Cindy Crawford, you know back and said, well, why would I have a problem? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've worked with artists that, artists, blah, 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 that's a person of color. But I'm happy that that our fellow people of color are trying to bring this in. I'm just worried about, again, being, re- you know, relegated to the corner. Right. I want, I want these producers to also, you know, even though we're being maybe being requested in this manner, to be open to the opportunity of considering us for projects of non-people of color. That's us being brought into the room so we can be seen. We don't get a lot of opportunity for, but we need mm-hmm. for it to expand beyond that. And that's and that's what the bigger problem is because mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been in that same situation where I've been brought in. Um, even on filming TV projects because I was a person of color for um, talent. But that same um, person wasn't even going to consider hiring me when they were on a project where the cast was not, quote, unquote, diverse. Mm-hmm. Even though they are very much aware of my abilities. Mm-hmm. And you can go on my website and see I work on all different skin tones. Mm-hmm. I understand us about being brought into the room, my concern is us still being regulated to that corner, which is only accounts for a very small percentage of them. We, mm-hmm. we need to be seen as artists and not just as black artists or Hispanic artists or, you know, you know, we need to be seen as artists that right. are capable of doing more. Right. So, I mean, it's just I'm happy to be brought into the room, but we still, there needs to be some way beyond that. Because I I think for whatever reason, when it happens in that manner, production gets stuck in that, in that headspace. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's again, that's why, you know, for me, I was saying it's not, the, the issue is, it's not a black issue, because we most certainly are not blocking ourselves out of right. the room, Everybody else. like you might out of your car every day. We're certainly not doing that. So, um, you know, again, the production companies, the the boards um, mm-hmm. need to need to be diverse. And mm-hmm. is I, I so far, I've only seen one person give up their seat on um, the board. And that is um, Mr. Mr. Williams, <laughs> who gave up his, um, I think, his seat at at Reddit. Mhm. You know that is the, is, and that is the radical 
change that needs to happen. Some people mm-hmm. need to get up. And because this, you know, people, people die on boards and it's their son, it's their daughter who take the seat after, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or if it's someone else brought in, it's, it's another um, white replacement. And what needs to happen is if people really want to be allies and really want to know um, what they can do and they're on that level, they need to get up and, and literally give their seat to qualified um, people of color so that it can then continue to, to trickle all the way through. So then when it's now, all right, so we have this production going on, and it's like, all right, let's just look at some resumes. That's all they do. Look at resumes and, and hire accordingly. You know, so and you just hit on a very interesting point with that. Um, I find that people are okay with, quote, unquote, equality until they think that they might be inconvenienced just a little bit. Yeah. If, if no, there might be like an inkling that they might lose something, then they're not they're not okay with equality. Yeah. No, they're not. If it's five cents or five minutes. When we say you know you're you're in a space of privilege, the word is not used lightly. You know, the word privilege is not used lightly. It's it's literal privilege. It's um, from the comfort of your home, the comfort of the zone um, of the schools in your area, you know, the, the, the comfort of the mortgage and the interest rate that you were granted. It's, it's that are within walking distance to, you know, your home and stuff like that. So it's to, to really make change as, again, as a non-black person, there's going to have to be discomfort. And no one is willing really to do that, especially for the people that they don't even see as people. Mm -hmm. Terrell, you were also getting ready to share something. Um, Well, uh, for me, I think that um, we need – I want to thank you, Denise, and Janice, for doing this because this is very important. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of things can be avoided and we could we can advance even faster if we just start sharing and not wanting mm-hmm. to just be the only one in the room or scared that it will be taken away if your brothers and sisters up because that happens also. We've been kind of conditioned – to do that. We see it in the celebrity world. We see it in, you know, uh, 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 you know, just in general in Senate, everything is just the way it is, you know? Um, I mean, and I mm-hmm. also believe that you can't bring everyone with you. I understand that, but if there mm-hmm. are qualified people that, you know, you know, bring them with you also share your story, share your experiences, share the heartache, share the happiness, share, you know, your advances and things of that nature. You have to share because if you don't share your suffering alone, and now that Black Lives Matter is happening, now everyone's sharing, and it's kind of like, oh, you went through that too? Oh, you went through that too? When we could have been doing this all alone, you know, and mm-hmm. especially as artists, it's so important for us to, 
give a leg up and give information so that the next artist won't have such a hard time, you know, and that Mm -hmm. I've always stood by that. You know, I've been, you know, you know, talked about for giving away too much and I talk too much and I tell everybody everything and, you know, yeah, because they need to know. Everyone needs to know Mm -hmm. what I've been through, what I experience, you know, um, how to do this, how to properly do your, your invoicing, what to charge for this. You know, you're not, you're not going to see what's in my bank account just because I tell you what a rate is or what a rate should be, you know, or, you know, uh, who you should ask for, or, you know, what colors you should get or what you should have in your kit when you work on this particular job or make sure that you have, you know, there's, there's so many things that we can do to help each other as artists and advance. And that's so important, you know, I just want us to do that more often. Yeah, I've been doing that for many years. I mean, Chad can attest to that. But, you know, you can only meet a horse to water. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to make sure you guys, um, you know, let everyone know where they can follow you on social media or if you have websites, any information that you want to share um, so that people can um, keep in touch with you. You You guys can do that right now. Ladies first. Yeah. Um, so I am on Instagram. My uh, professional page is at Makeup by Sage, and my my skincare blog is Skincare with Sage, and my websites are MakeupbySage.com and SageMac.com. I am on all on the internet and all social under my name. Margina Dennis, and my consulting website is Beauty, 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 that's Beauty with a Y, Beauty with an E, Beauty with an I dot com. Um, and I'm Morel Hollis, M-E-R-R-E-L-L-H-O-L-L-I-S on all platforms. Um, also, um, you can follow my brand, Labanya Beauty, um, and that um, is, yeah, that's it, and LabanyaBeauty.com. Or Labanya.com, Labanya Beauty on Instagram. Spell that, Morel, because I'm going to need a little something. My skin um, is going through something right <laughs> now. L, look, I spelled my name and didn't spell my name. Um, L-U-V-A-N-Y-A. Y-A. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I greatly appreciate the three of you. Um, this has been a very uh, good conversation tonight. I'm really happy that you guys were able to come on and share. Really do appreciate it. Um, I just want to keep the conversation going, and uh, don't be surprised if I call on you guys some other time. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me on here again. I you know really appreciate being included in this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely, we we, we are so happy that you guys are here. Um, and I'm gonna let my sister tell everybody how they can follow us on social media. Okay, let's see if I can keep this together. <laughs> okay, you can follow Beauty Talk on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we're beauty underscore talk. And on Instagram, we're beauty 
underscore talk underscore media. And then you can follow Denise and I both just simply by our names all over the place, online and on social media. Um, Janice is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And Denise is D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Right. She made it. She did it. Um, What's next? What do you guys... What do you guys have, I mean, it's not like where any of us are like really working, working, but what do you guys have next? Are you guys um, planning anything as far as work is concerned that you would like to get out there and do? I'm just asking this right before we leave. Um, I mean, we're just sitting around waiting to see uh, when our shows are going to start. That's all we're doing. Um, So what about you guys? Um, um, for me, I uh, you guys go ahead, Ted. <laughs> Sorry. Saying I'm sitting around too, so whenever you guys get the call, just text me. Text me my call sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. The last one available. <laughs> right. That was a good answer. I. I. I I've actually been lucky enough to be to have been working this whole time. I've had a I've been on a consulting project for a year um, for mm-hmm. um, a skincare brand, and also too I have done some um, advertising work since um, New York opened back up, and I had a I had a lookbook um, yesterday, and um, I'm in the process of um, discussing another project that I can't really. Talk about like mm-hmm. you have stuff that that's happening. Gotcha. Um, well, for me, we are prepping for the season twelve of the Wendy Show, September twenty first, yeah. and promotion for that. <laughs> Um, we're also with Lavanya, we're also releasing two new SKUs, a face wash and a face oil, which is amazing. And yeah. uh, I. I've definitely been working, uh, well, you know, doing more shoots and just keeping my creative juices flowing. And Mm -hmm. uh, I am a new inductee into the local IOTC 798. Mm -hmm. So I am sitting at home waiting for y'all to give me a call. You know, I will start from the bottom (laughs) up, whatever y'all need me to do to wipe sweat, to uh, organize tips while y'all are out there working. I am red teeth. So just let oh, me know. Okay, Morale. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you through that. I'm dead ass. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on the website right now looking at your skincare morale, so Yes, definitely. Um, DM me your uh your addresses also if you can. Okay. Yeah, okay. I will. I will not be here. Well, thank you, guys. All right, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Um, for those of you who tuned in tonight, thank you guys for so much for calling in, uh, for listening in. Thank you, Megan, for calling in. 
Um, and, and say a big thank you to those who will listen on the playback. Um, we greatly appreciate you guys' support. And stay tuned because we have another one coming up next Sunday night, same time, 9 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. So you guys have a great night and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.